Are you ready to hear from the Lord today? What he has for us. Um, just want to share just real briefly, um, you know, there's different levels of ministry. So there's some people that walk in a local ministry. They work in a local community, and that's their ministry. And that's fine. That's what God has called them to. But that's a level of ministry. And as you move in ministry, if you're faithful with little, what does God do? He makes you faithful in much. And so as you're faithful, you get to higher levels, and God can open more doors. I don't know if you're familiar with Joyce Myers, but she talks about that she was, had to be faithful with a home Bible study for a very long time, and then you know, God took her through all these steps. And you know, you've, again, if you listen to Joyce Myers, you've probably heard the expression, new level, new devil. And, and so as you progress in ministry, you face new challenges. How many of you are aware that this body of believers is led by a pastor with a, an, an international level of calling and ministry. If you are not aware of it, maybe you're new or maybe you just don't recognize it or think about it, but he goes to Africa and there's, so there's that level of international call. Well, our guests this morning have that same. They've passed a lot of tests to get here. The word that they're going to bring is tested and true and God has found them faithful. And so let's receive them this morning and give them a warm Woodward welcome in Jesus name. Hallelujah. Woo. Well, we are so excited to be back with you this week. And thanks, everybody, for coming back. Uh, it's so great to see you and be with our Living Word Fellowship family today. And, you know, we've been, if we look a little rough around the edges, we, were on, we went to youth camp last week. <laughs> we had 37 kids. We drove uh, all the way down to Panama City, Florida, and back. And so uh, we, we just got back Friday night, very, very late. He drove a van. I drove a van. I was like, oh, help us, Holy Ghost. And he did. Thank God our whole family was praying for us. But we had a great time down there. Kids got filled with the Holy Ghost, set on fire. We received uh, one of the camp songs. We, we just, you guys sang it this morning. But, um, you know, just be so expectant of what God wants to do. You know, we, we talked about last week, enforce the victory. Amen. Anybody have a chance to enforce the victory this past week? I know we did. <laughs> down with our 37 teenagers, and it was amazing. So um, we are just so expectant what God wants to do today. You know, on the way, we were just interceding and praying, and the song Lord of the Breakthrough came out, and then the worship team was singing all about breakthrough this morning. And before Mark shares, because you're going to get to hear the Irishman today, I think I, I've heard uh, there's some fans of the Irish accent in the house. And so we're going to give the Holy Ghost full reign here. But um, I just have a scripture to share with you this morning. And this is for each one of us, whatever you're going through. The Lord of the breakthrough is in the house. He is here. Get your expectancy up in him this morning. He wants to do something in you and through you. And Micah 2.13 says, he opens the breach and goes up before them. And they break through and pass through the gate, going out by it. Their king passes on ahead before them, the Lord at their head. And so we just want to encourage you this morning, the God of the breakthrough. That's his name. That's one of his characteristics and his name. He is the Lord of the breakthrough. He's here for you today. He's already gone before us. He's already made every crooked place straight. So whatever you've been walking through, you just see him. The Lord of the breakthrough has already gone ahead of me. He's turned things 
things around for my good. He's opened that path for me to walk in today. The Lord of the breakthrough is in this house. And so we're believing not only just for an impartation today, but you're going to walk out of here in breakthrough today. Amen. You take it with you. You receive it today and you walk it out and you just release it everywhere you go because that same Lord of the breakthrough in this place is in you. He's in you. You carry the Lord of the breakthrough. He's in you. So he wants to break out for you and through you today in Jesus' name. So I'll turn you over to my handsome Irish anointed man of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Give it up for my wife. Praise the Lord. She's beautiful, anointed, always has a word from the Lord. She's strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And uh, so we're just grateful to be back again to see your smiling faces again this week. Uh, you know, as, uh, as Cynthia was saying, we had uh, a tremendous week uh, with, with teenagers, which was a whole new experience. Lord have mercy. <laughs> because we learned a few things, you know, and uh, we picked up a, a few new words, a few new phrases, and maybe a little bit of attitude, you know. So, uh, so if you see me, like, getting a little bit, like, gruffy or and stomping off the stage, you'll know where that came from. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. We had a great time, a blessed time, and, you know, it's, uh, it's wonderful to be back here again. We just uh, give honor and praise to Jesus. We thank you, Jesus, for you. It's you, Lord. It's all for you, Father. Come on, let's give the Lord just a praise, a shout of praise. Jesus! Jesus! We love you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We thank you, Father, and we love, we love your pastors, Pastor Eric and Shelley. We, just, we, we count it as a privilege and a joy to be here again just to, to see what the Lord's going to do, you know. And, and the Lord has been really speaking on our hearts about, um, about healing and about healing from the perspective of God's heart. So um, I'm going to try and just try and present this through, through God the Father's heart for healing and, and, and what that means for him uh, because... You know, he, he sees and he knows and he wants each and every person healed. So um, we're going to look at a few scriptures. There's maybe a lot of scriptures, but um, maybe for this, this session, just, you know, just take this in, you know, rather than, rather than take notes. I'd say just allow the Holy Spirit just to, to minister to your heart because we're believing. We're believing for breakout and we're believing that God can do anything this morning. So just get ready and get expected that, you know, you can be healed right here in your seat. You can be healed, you know, even during the praise and worship. Wasn't the praise and worship amazing this morning? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And at the end, at the end, Tatum, I'd just love to, for you guys just to sing that, that song again. The very last song um, was powerful. We're going we're gonna to have some ministry during that song at the very end. Yeah, praise the Lord. Um, so just get expecting. God is going to move. God is going to move, and he's going to heal people here. He's going to heal people right here, right now. So um, I'm going I'm to share on uh, um, Galatians 3.13, and, and it says here, oh, you have it up there, okay. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. And, you know, it says there that Christ has redeemed us. You know, and that word redeemed means he bought us at such a high price. It's a high price that he bought us uh, 
uh, from, out of. He redeemed us from that curse. He redeemed us from the bondage, the bondage that we were in. So there's a freedom in knowing that and stepping out of that, first of all, that we have to recognize. Um, and second of all, uh, healing um, is a, it's a part of, it's just as much a part of the atonement as the forgiveness of sin. So as we're, we're, we're coming out of sin, we're being set free from all the bondages that we used to have. And that's what Jesus purchased us for. He paid that high price. Now, he didn't just pay, in a, he didn't go to a doctor and pay monetary value for you to be healed, okay? Now, but that is one of the benefits that you do get. If you have faith to believe in him, you will save that money in going to a doctor because Jesus has healed us and set us free from all bondages. Uh, it's, it says in Matthew eight seventeen. Um, he himself bore our sickness. Okay, so these, these are just some foundational scriptures just to start us off with. So he bore our sickness on the tree. So Jesus took that sickness for us when he hung on the tree. He took it on his body so that, so that we wouldn't have to. We wouldn't have to in this life walk through, uh, you know, the pain and the, and the suffering and the sickness um, because that was the curse, basically. And we're going to look at... Uh, um, Psalm uh, 10, or Psalms, is that how you say it here, Psalms? Psalm, okay, Psalm. Sorry, holy people, Psalm. <laughs> Psalm 107.20, it says, he sent, he sent his word to heal. You know, he sent his word to heal us. Who's the word? He sent Jesus to heal us. We have Jesus inside us. So the healer is inside us. The healer is here today. But the healer is inside us. Jesus is our healer. He is the one who heals. He is the one who sets us free. He is the one who makes us move. He is the one who gives us this day. He is the one who rises us from our sleep. He is the one who gets us into position to take authority over anything coming against us. It's all Jesus. And so it says then in, in Deuteronomy... Uh, 28, 15 to 68, it lists all the curses. All the curses are listed there. Every sickness is listed in, that, in those verses from Deuteronomy 28, 15 to 68. Um, and, you know, they, that is what Jesus has, has redeemed us from, all the curses. He redeemed us from them all. Um, and it says um, uh, that God, okay, so, so then God made a covenant with Abraham, okay? He made a covenant with, with the seed of Abraham. And we, of course, are the seed of Christ. So we partake of that seed. And that seed is blessing. So, uh, you know, we have the blessing of God. And the blessing of God doesn't, you know, include sickness. So the blessing of God includes healing, health, prosperity. All those good things are in the blessing. And of course, I know we all know this, but these are just to set us up for what we're going to we're going to talk about. So Jesus took the curse. It, it says in uh, verse thirteen, verse fourteen, Jesus took our curse and gave us His blessing. And so, you know, um, that that on the cross, that great exchange took place. You know, it was a great exchange. The curses that were due us, the sickness, and, and all those curses that you'll see when you read Deuteronomy 28, 15 to 68, all those curses were due us. But Jesus took those curses for us, but then he gave us the blessing. He gave us his blessing. He gave us his blessing of life to us all. So that great exchange took place on the cross, and we stepped into 
the newness and the fullness of what God provided for us. And so it says, um, the blessing is healing as well as forgiveness of sin. You know, and we can see that in Isaiah 53, 4 and 5, in Matthew 8, 17. Um, you know, these are verses that we can see what, what Jesus has done for us. Okay, so now we have those foundational verses just in our, in our spirits. We're going to allow the Holy Spirit now just to, to, to move and to awaken us and to quicken us into, into uh, the, 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 the healing effect that he has provided for us. Okay, so first of all, we've got to recognize that Jesus never taught about healing. He never taught about healing. He just preached the gospel. He preached the gospel, and the effect of preaching the gospel, healing was evidence from that. So he preached the gospel, and people got healed. You know, when people after Jesus preached Christ, they got healed. And so we're going to see that here demonstrated. So it says in Luke 9, 11, And the people, when they knew it, followed him, and he received them and spake unto them um, the kingdom of God and healed them that had need of healing. You see, healing is the fruit of preaching the kingdom. It's the fruit. Now, we have a saying in Ireland, you will know them by their fruit and not by their suit, okay? So, because anybody can, can just, you know, stand up and put on a suit and tie and, you know, and, and act good and look good and, and sound good. But you will know the fruit of their ministry or their business or their relationships by the effect of what they will, you know, who they are and the lasting effect. And we are people of God who have lasting fruit. We, this church has fruit that will remain, and that's who we are. And so Jesus taught them how to live. He taught them how to, 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 to be kept, free, setting them free and, and staying free. Um, and so as healing follows the gospel, it should be as common. Healing should be as common as getting born again, you know, uh, filled with the Spirit and, and healed. You know, that's, that's, the, that's the gospel. That's the gospel. It should be that simple that when you hear the Word of God, you give your life to the Lord, you're set free. I mean, everything is, is, is freedom. You're healed. You're whole. You're born of the Spirit. You're speaking in tongues. You're, 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 it's the full gospel. That's what it is. It's the fullness of who he is. And healing is a part of it, a very, a very important part. It's a part of the whole package of what Jesus did for us. You know, and, and, and so even though we're going to be, you know, sort of mainly concentrating on healing this morning, it's still, you know, when you're, when you're preaching about Jesus, it's the whole package. Many things are happening even right now in the spirit realm. The Holy Spirit is moving in hearts right now. In fact, this morning as I was praying, I, I, I felt that the Lord was saying to me that somebody's heart is being healed this morning. Somebody's heart is being healed. There's been pain going on in someone's heart continuously. It's pain. It's, it's emotional pain. <clears throat> it's been swirling around and it's been consuming somebody and, and stopping them from, uh, from fulfilling their, their lives and stepping into what God has for them. And the Lord says, I'm healing their heart this morning. I'm healing that heart, and I'm removing that pain from their heart. And I'm, I'm putting the joy that I have won for you into your heart, the joy that I've won for you into your heart, so that you can experience my love, so that you can experience my healing in your body, and you can walk in the fullness. And also... There's somebody here with, with their eyes being healed, uh, especially th this eye. 
the left eye here being healed. It's being healed right now. There's been, a, there's been pain. Um, there's been a pain behind the eye that you've had, and it's being healed right now. That's the goodness of God. He's just moving right now, and he's healing. And we say, Lord, you can interrupt this, this message. You can interrupt this meeting anytime, and you can just break out in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So let's look at, uh, let's look at uh, Philip. Okay, Philip in the book of Acts was, was just, uh, he was just, I'm not going to say a normal guy, because none of us are normal when we're filled with the Spirit. But he wasn't, um, he wasn't a, uh, a deacon or a priest or, a, or, a, or a, an apostle. You know, he was just somebody who came to church, but he was set aside to, to wait on tables. You know, but he had the Holy Spirit in him. And when he preached, when he preached Christ, miracles happened. And that's who we are. You know, as we go to our jobs during the week and as we are, are, are doing our different things, as we share the gospel, as we preach Christ, get ready and get, you know, expectant for miracles to happen through you. Because it's through you that, that, that it's going to happen. It's through you that the Word of God, that the, the healing power of God is going to flow. So right now, in Jesus' name, Lord, I activate that healing right now in people's lives, Lord. I thank you, Father, right now, this week that we're going to hear about miracles happening as people go about their normal daily business, as they wake up in the morning, as they meet people, as they, as they even talk to family members over the phone, that you're going to release a word of healing through them and they're going to change people's lives. You know, the kingdom of God is at hand and the kingdom of God is three feet away from you. It's it, at the end of your hand. So the kingdom of God is at the end of your hand. And when you lay hands on the sick, they shall recover through you in Jesus' name. So Acts 8, uh, 5 to 7, it says, Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached Christ unto them. Wow. Who did he preach? He preached Christ unto them. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake. Hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them. And many taken with palsies, and that were lame, were healed. Wow. And that's the result of preaching Christ. That's the result of preaching Christ. Because it says in 1 Corinthians 4.20, that uh, for the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. It's not about talking about it, which is good as well. I mean, talk, talking about you know, what happened, you know, 15 years ago or the miracles that happened 15 years ago is good. Or talking about, hey, you know, maybe someday I will do, you know, something in the future because God is leading me in 10 years' time to step out. Well, that's kind of like just words that are possibly encouraging you. But God wants you to do it now. It's the now time we're living in. Right now is when the move of God has to take place. Right now is the when the move of God is taking place because people all over the world, people all over the United States are being activated in churches and understanding their identity, understanding who you are, what you carry. The power that you carry inside you is bursting and waiting to get out from you to express itself to people. It's the power of God, the, the Holy Spirit, the supernatural strength that you carry inside you is waiting. It's been waiting for, for weeks, for years 
to demonstrate itself and to show its goodness and to give glory to God. Ultimately, that's who it is. It's giving glory to God to manifest His presence on the earth. And we're going to see it in these days. We're going to see children who are going to be raised up. We're going to see children three, four, five, six, seven years of age who have the boldness of God to step out and to pray in, in public places uh, over people. And we're going to see extraordinary miracles happen. Extraordinary miracles are going to happen in these days as people are activated into who they are called to be, activated into the purpose of God has placed in their lives. They're being activated into the very calling and the destiny of what God has placed them to do in these last days in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Yeah, if you're going to clap, give a clap to the Lord. Come on. I'm getting some of that teenage attitude out right now. <laughs> okay, so um, faith, faith is, is born when we know the will of God in our hearts, you know, and we're, and we're looking at this through God's heart. And so let's look at Genesis 1.31. And it says, And God saw everything that he had made, and behold, it was very good. Wow. You see, God's heart and his process is all about good. Everything was perfect. He made everything perfect. He made our bodies perfect. He made the world perfect, trees perfect, you know, flowers perfect, birds perfect, whales perfect. Everything was perfect. That means there was no room for sickness. That means there was no room for sin. He made it perfect. He didn't invent sickness. He didn't invent pain. He made it perfect. It was good. He called it good. In fact, he called it very good. <laughs> very good. And so it says in um, Acts 10.38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, and for God was with him. So here we have, he was healing all and he was doing good. So healing is good. God made it good. Healing is good. He didn't invent sickness. He didn't invent pain. God is good. Healing is good. That's how he sees you. And so where God is, healing is. God is in this room right now. Healing is in this room right now. In Revelation 22:2, it says, In the midst of the street of it, and on either side of the river, was it the tree of life, which bare twelve manner of fruits, and yielded her fruit every month. And the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. And that, that word in there, healing, is, it literally means, it's, it's, it's literally means therapy. You know, it's a physical healing. And so, so God provided, like, healing right through the Bible. We've just gone from, like, Genesis to Revelation. How about that? In, in a few seconds, you know. And, and he's provided healing from the start in Genesis and right through to the end in Revelation healing. It's his heart. It's flowing right through the Bible. It's flowing right through the Word of God. It's flowing right through the heart of Jesus. It's flowing right into our lives. Healing is from God. And so um, there's no exceptions. There's no, there's no like, uh, people can sometimes say, well, you know, that's for other people. That's not for me. And, you know, I've seen that happen. And, but every time I go up for you know, maybe prayer, like it hasn't really manifested in my life. 
Well, right now, in Jesus' name, we take authority over that right now. Father, in Jesus' name, there are no exceptions in the body of Christ. There are no exceptions in the sons and daughters of God. When, when, when the Word of God is spoken, when the Word of God is, 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 is released, and when you line up with the Word of God, every person shall be healed. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So it says in John 6:38, For I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. So Jesus came to do God's will. Wow. What did Jesus spend most of his time doing? What did Jesus spend most of his time doing? Healing. Yay. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And anybody can say amen whenever they want to. Amen. Anybody can say hallelujah whenever they want to. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So Jesus never made anyone sick. He never made, uh, he never like turned anybody away. He always healed. If anybody came to him, he didn't say, oh, mm, I've, just, I've just been spending, I've just spent, do you know, I've just spent the last like, 57 minutes in a prayer line with people, you know. Do you know I haven't eaten in like, you know, six hours? Um, I don't have time. I just don't have time for you right now. No, he didn't do that. He never turned anybody away. Jesus always healed, always made time. You see, the thing that motivated Jesus was the compassion in his heart for people. It's the compassion in his heart where healing flowed from. Because his desire, his motivation, his purpose was to see people set free, healed, and whole. That's why he went to the cross. It was to set people free, see them healed, and see them whole. That's Jesus' heart. That's who he is. That's God's heart. That's how he sees you. He sees you through eyes of love, eyes of compassion. He sees you in that, in that way that you know, that, that he wants to, 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 to have you feeling 100% healed every day so that you don't miss anything that he has provided for you. He's got so much for you to walk into and to achieve and to succeed in, um, no matter what that is in your life, family, business, ministry, or whatever it is. God wants you to, to, to receive everything. That, that's why we always pray, Lord, Open our hands to receive every good and perfect thing that you have for us. You know, we don't want to miss anything. We don't want to miss anything of the goodness of God. So, um, you know, one of the things I love about, you know, Jesus is he never, he, he never conducted interviews, you know. He never asked about the person's past. He never uh, brought up any, any sin that people had. He never went down that road. No, no, no. It's compassion and love to set people free. And he came to do the will of the Father. In Mark uh, 1, 39 to 41, it says, And he preached in their synagogues throughout all Galilee and cast out devils. And there came a leper to him, beseeching him, and kneeling down to him and saying unto him, If thou wilt, thou can, thou can make me clean. And Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand and touched him and said unto him, I will be thou clean. You see, it's Jesus' heart. It's in his heart to be healed. Be thou 
you will be clean. If he will for the leper, he will for you. I'm going to say that again. If he will for the leper, he will for you. So let's put that doubt away. You know, the leper had to come and say, if, if you will. Well, there was kind of a doubt there in his, in his heart, if, if thou will. Well, let's remove that doubt right now. Once and for all, that doubt is gone from our hearts right now. That doubt is gone. Jesus said, I will. I will. I will. Thank you, Jesus. You know, if, he, if Jesus died on the cross, if he took all that suffering on his body, um, if he rose again, he went to all that trouble, okay? Well, it wasn't trouble. It was, you know, I mean, that was his destiny. But you know what I mean? If he went to all that effort, why do you think he wouldn't heal? Why do you think he wouldn't heal us? So in Jesus' name, we remove that doubt right now. That's, that's broken off us right now in Jesus' name. And our hearts are open right now this morning just to receive the healing that he needs to, to get to us. So Mark uh, 5.22, it says, And behold, uh, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and besought, besought him greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at the point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and that she uh, shall live. You see, Jesus will meet you at the point of your faith. Here he is, you know, coming, and, and uh, he says, the Jairus says, you know, please come and lay your hands on her. And so Jairus activated point of contact. He activated the, 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 the motivation, the faith in Jesus. You see, faith is looking for something to, 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 to cling onto. Healing is looking for something to latch onto. So, the, so the, the healing from Jesus that has been released is looking for the faith to come to, to take it and to take it and to pull it in that direction. And you see, Jesus was walking around and just healing was flowing from him. And suddenly he sees somebody with, with faith. And, and, and that point of contact that's made with healing and faith is activated now. And it's drawing Jesus to, that, to Jairus' daughter. And, and Jesus, is pleased when he, Jesus is pleased when he sees that faith. He is moved when he sees that faith. And so he established, um, he established that she would be healed when Jesus laid hands uh, on her. And so in verse 24 it says, And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him, and thronged him. And a certain woman, which had an issue of blood twelve years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. And when she had heard of Jesus, came in the press behind, and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. So who established the point of healing? The woman. She established that point of healing. She said, if I touch him, if I touch him. You see, her faith is, 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 is rising up. And, 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 and Jesus' is, is healing is, is, is being activated. It's being latched onto. And so it says, and straight away, the fountain of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of the plague. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him, turned him about in the press and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said unto him, uh, Thou seest the multitude thronging thee, 
and sayest thou who touched me. Well, that's a mouthful, just to say that. Everybody was bumping uh, into Jesus, but somebody touched him. You see, she determined, she determined the time, she determined the moment of her healing. She, she, uh, she moved in that, in that area, pushed in, and she received that healing. And then it says, uh, And he said to her, Daughter, thy faith has made thee whole. Go in peace and be whole of thy plague. Thy faith has made thee whole. Praise you, Jesus, that she received her healing. Praise the Lord that she pressed in. Praise the Lord that she didn't stop on the way there. She could have been, you know, had many things going on in her life, which she probably did. She could have had many suggestions who, uh, in, in her, her thoughts that could have stopped her from getting there. But she pressed in. She pressed in and she touched. And this morning we're pressing in. This morning we're pressing in for the glory of God. This morning we're pressing in for that touch. We're pressing in for our healing. We're going beyond what our mind is telling us. We're going into the spiritual realm. We're pressing in further. We're going deeper. We're breaking through the flesh. We're, we're activating the faith that we have, the seeds of faith that have been placed upon us. We're activating the words that have been spoken over us. Your pastors have been speaking words of faith words of life, words of healing over you for years and years and years. And right now we're activating that. We're pressing in. We're breaking down the walls. We're breaking down the walls that stop us from achieving and reaching the goals that God has for us. We're breaking through right now and we're receiving every blessing in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. And so it says, um, And while yet he spoke, there came from the ruler... Of the synagogue's house, this is, this is Jair. Uh, some men had come, and they said, "Thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou thy master any further?" And as soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, "Be not afraid, only believe." Okay, so here we have Jesus on the way to to go to Jairus's daughter. He's had an incredible miracle. You know, somebody comes with bad news. You know, and Jesus now, Jesus fixes Jairus and says, now, only believe. Stay in your faith. A few minutes ago, I was impressed by your faith. I was overwhelmed by your faith because you came to me and you said, only just come and lay hands. Just come and lay hands and she will be healed. So you activated the faith in me. Just because somebody has come and said something in the natural that looks bad, don't follow those words. Don't be moved by that. I'm calling you to stay on your faith. I'm compelling you to stay in faith with the words that you spoke to me a few minutes ago. That's what Jesus is really saying. He says, you know, don't believe them. Believe me. Believe me. I'm here. When you, when you trust me that I can override what's ever happening in the natural, that's faith. That's the faith that I'm moved. That's the faith that I'm motivated. That's the f faith that I'm activated on to supersede whatever the natural realm is doing. Whatever it looks like in the natural realm is not how Jesus, it's not how God, it's certainly not how the body of Christ should be acting in or walking in because we are supernatural, above only and not beneath. We walk in the miracles of God and our eyes are open for us to understand that we are supernatural and we are moved by the miracles of God. In Jesus' name. And so... Um, 
it says then, after he suffered no man uh, to follow him, save Peter and James and John, the brother of James, and he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and seeth the tumult, and them that wept and wailed greatly. And when he, he was come in, he said unto them, Why make ye this ado and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed at him to scorn. And, you know, you see, Jesus, he takes some people with him. He takes some disciples with him that he knows that are going to be faithful, that he knows that are going to pray. And sometimes we have got to take the atmosphere. In situations like that, we've got to take the atmosphere. You know, we've got to say, fear, get out. Doubt, get out. Hindrance, get out. We've got to change the atmosphere. We, we, we carry the Holy Spirit inside us who, when we allow and when we, when we release that, uh, you know, that authority in us, changes the atmosphere. So when there's doubt and fear, we release the atmosphere in the room and it changes to faith. It changes to, to it's, it's conducive to healing, to manifest in a room when we allow the Holy Spirit then to, to do that. And that's what Jesus is doing here. He, uh, he tells people to get out of the room who don't believe because he's overriding the natural, the natural senses. You know, he says, get out. Actually, as a point of exercise, <clears throat> let's, all, let's all do this, okay? So on the count of three, I want us all to say, get out, okay? Let me say it first. It's going to go like this. Get out! Okay? One, two, three. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 I just hope somebody new wasn't trying to come into church for the first time at the door. You know? <clears throat> but we're speaking to the devil. You get out in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So... Jesus met them at the point of faith. This is the whole, you know, the purpose here. You know, Jesus' heart, God's heart is to heal. Jesus met them at the point of faith. Let's look at the uh, uh, centurion in Matthew 8 uh, from verse 5. And it says, And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. You see, Jesus' heart is he'll come. He'll come. I will come. I will come all the time, every day. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know, I'll come. I will always come. I will always come and heal. My heart is to come and heal. It doesn't matter what your situation is. It doesn't matter. Even if you are ready for it, I will come. And when I come, the situation will change. When I'm right beside you, the situation will change. Your heart will change. Uh, your feelings will change. Your mind will change. I will always come and make opportunity for you to receive me. I will always be here. I will always knock on the door of your heart, be waiting, be waiting for you. My purpose in life is to wait until you're ready. That's what the Holy Spirit is. The Holy Spirit moves on this earth and he's waiting. He's just waiting for people's hearts to be ready, to be open, to receive and so it says in verse 8, The centurion answered and says, Lord, I'm not worthy that thou should come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. You see, the this, this centurion set the criteria for his healing. Wow. He just said, but speak the word only, 
and my servant shall be healed. Wow. You see, Jesus will always meet us at the point of faith. He'll always meet us there. If, if you want him to go to your house to heal and lay hands on them, he'll do that. If, he, if, you, if you come to him, stand there right there and say, heal me, he'll do that. If you say, Lord, you don't have to come, you know, to, you don't have to come to, 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 to Ireland to heal somebody. No, no. You just send the Holy Spirit there. He'll do it. He will, he'll go. He will always go. And so, uh, the centurion said, I'm a man um, of authority. I understand authority. I've got soldiers under me, people who hear my words. I say to them, go, they will go. You know, and he understood the authority that Jesus uh, had. And, he was, and Jesus was, was, he was just you know, so pleased that this man here was getting what he had been trying to preach for, you know, uh, for those years. You know, that, that he, had the, he understood the authority. He understood the supernatural. He understood that when the word was spoken, that healing would happen. And so, uh, he says in verse 13, And Jesus said unto the centurion, Go thy way, and as thou hast been healed, so it be done unto thee. And his servant was healed in the same hour. Powerful, powerful time. Okay, I'm just going to try and cut out some scriptures here because I'm just looking at the time. Um, so, there's some keys to receiving, okay? Some keys to receiving. And in 1 Timothy 1.5, it says, Love out of a pure heart, a good conscience, and a faith unfeigned. So, uh, lack of forgiveness, strife, will cause problems. You have to know he took our sins. We've got to know that he took our sins. Where, where, where you know, we have been, uh, he, uh, he took our sins and we have been healed, okay? We've got to understand that. In Ephesians 4.23, it says we've been saved for Christ's sake. We've been saved for his sake. So it's not just be saved and, and left on the shelf. No, no, no. When we're saved, he has a purpose for us. He has a plan for us. We're saved for Christ's sake. Part of that is to, to preach the gospel. Part of that is to, is to lay hands on the sick. Part of that is to do ministry in different areas, to feed the poor. Part of that is to, is to, is to clothe people and, and look after widows and, and visit hospitals and, and all those things. He has a purpose and a plan for us. Some of that is to have a business. Some of it is to be farmers. Some, there's multiple, multiple, multiple things that we do. But he has got a plan for us, and his plan is good. So when he saves us, it's for Christ's sake. And so um, the woman uh, with the issue of blood, he didn't, he didn't condemn her for her past sins, you know. The woman at the well, he didn't dig up her past. You know, she went on to become one of the greatest evangelists. You know, he sets people free and sets them into their destiny. He launches them. He propels them into their destiny. You see, it's the start of life-giving, a life-giving work. It's a life-giving, uh, you know, eternal work. When you're saved, your eternity starts in the kingdom. It's like you're propelled into everything that God has for you. And so right now, in Jesus' name, we just release that right now that we're activated and we're propelled into our destiny. 
We right now are propelled into our destiny. We thank you, Jesus, that your plan for us is good, that we have good things right now in Jesus' name. Sin consciousness will kill. That's the, that's the biggest enemy of victorious reli- uh, living. Sin consciousness, when we're, 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 we're thinking about our sin, we're thinking about our past, we're thinking about like stuff that happened. No, 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 no. That's gone. That's wiped away from our lives. We're walking in the newness of God. We're walking in today and the goodness that God has provided for us tomorrow. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So um, let's look down here uh, at uh, Luke 9, 1 to 6. And it says, Then he called his 12 disciples together and gave them power and authority over all devils to cure diseases. And he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Preach the kingdom and heal the sick. Wow. You see, first it was Jesus, now it's the 12. Now he's, he's replicating himself, and he's sending out the 12. Okay? Let's look at uh, Luke 10, 1 and 8 and 9. And it says, After these things the Lord appointed uh, another uh, 70 also, and sent them two and two before his face. And then it says in verse 9, uh, And to heal the sick, that are therein, and to say unto them, the kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. So now he's, Jesus has, has uh, replicated himself. It was him, first of all, healing. Then he activates the, the 12 apostles. Now they're going around healing. And now it's the 70 he's activated. So do you think Jesus is for healing? Yeah. Do you think that's his heart, is for healing? He's, he's replicating himself. He's sending people out. He's saying, do as I do. Go and heal. Go and heal these people. And then in, uh, in Mark, if I could have the worship team back up, please. In Mark 16, 17 to 18, it says, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believed and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believes shall not be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And they drink any deadly thing. It shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick. And they shall recover. Hallelujah. So now he has set the church against sickness. He's activated the church. We are the church now. He's, he's coming and he's saying, now it's you. Now you go. The church body around the world. And he, and he gives an example there in, in Acts 5, 12 to 16. And it says, And by the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people. Insomuch as, uh, verse 15, they brought forth the sick onto the streets and laid hands, uh, laid them on beds and couches, that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. There came also a multitude of the cities around about into Jerusalem, bringing sick folks and them which they vexed with unclean spirits. And they were healed, every one. You see, the church now is moving and activating and healing. The church is activating and moving and healing. And that's who we are. That's who we are as the church body. We're moving and we're being activated in healing. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah.